Welcome in, everybody, to the Landry Football Podcast Network as we bring you Pac-12 football and beyond. What an interesting weekend this was. Oregon State turning the ball over four times, squandering any chance they had of upsetting number 12 Utah. We didn't think it was much of a chance, but they turned the football over very un, um, uh, un-Jonathan Smith-like team this year. They turned the football over against USC and, again, uh, eliminating uh, any chances to win this week. And they had a chance against USC, but turnovers costly. The biggest eye-opener for the week was UCLA. Watch out for them. I hate saying that because the minute you think you get, you know something about somebody, they have one of these games. I'm going to tell you, folks, it's not a 12-week football season in college football. It's 12 one-week seasons. The Bruins just beat up on Washington 40-32. It wasn't as close as the score on Friday night. Dorian Thompson-Robinson was outstanding. I mean, he let it up. 315 yards, ran for 53 more, totaled four touchdowns, playing the best ball of his career as DTR. Uh, Washington clearly looked like the better team going into the game. UCLA certainly uh, looked the better of it coming out on top. I'm very curious to see this week. Big game uh, coming up uh, in, in that league with uh, Utah and UCLA. Um, big, big matchups there. Um, Washington State continues to look good. Um, early this season, rolling past Cal for a 28-9 to win. Cameron Ward threw for 343 yards and three touchdowns while the Bears are Held just to 1.3 yards rushing uh, a week after just producing 354 yards on the ground against Arizona. So interesting week. Let's get into it. We'll kind of rank the teams and kind of go over each and every team and how they look to this point. But a reminder here to get the best football information from a coaching and scouting perspective, detailed film room analysis, of all the college teams, all the pro teams, head on over to LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the football season sale. It's the best deal we've got going. Uh, you won't regret it. It gets you all the information all year long. We cover the whole football cycle of the season, the offseason, both college and the NFL. It's like having your own coaching and scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. So make sure that you check that out. Also ask you to subscribe, like, and share Pac-12 Football and Beyond. Sign up for the podcast. It's free wherever you get your podcast. Pac-12 football and beyond. Subscribe, like, and share. Sign up for the Landry Football Podcast Network. Subscribe, like, and share that. And finally, um, subscribe, like, and share the Off the Hook Sports YouTube channel uh, where you can watch us do these shows. Um, the Huskies look like maybe trending towards the best team in the Pac-12, along with USC and their offense. Uh, man, that didn't last very long. UCLA moves up. Let's take a look at it. We'll go from the bottom up. The Buffs may have found their quarterback, but they lost their coach. After a 43-20 loss to Arizona against, you know, an Arizona team that's not very good, um, they moved on from Calderell. They're 0-5 with losses of at least 23 points uh, in every game so far. Now they've got the, the youth movement was there, but now they're going to play more young guys. We'll see where this takes them, but who they can get in this job. It's a difficult job. That job has changed quite a bit over the years. Stanford ranks ninth or worse among Pac-12 teams in scoring offense, ninth scoring defense, 11th rushing yards per carry, ninth rushing uh, yards per carry allowed, yards per play allowed, takeaways generated, 
I mean, they're near the bottom. And they're they're ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth in all of those categories. Um, it's been a bad looking team, and it's continued to be. This is another case of a team that would be physical. They would have a good running backs. They had a really good offensive line. They would have a quarterback that would protect the football and usually one receiver that at least could match up. And defensively, they had defensive linemen and linebackers that could play. They might have a physical corner. They're just not the same talent-wise. They are just not the same. That's what the old Stanford used to look like when they couldn't get players in. They're looking pretty bad. They look Northwestern bad. Um, they're, they're, they're back to when Stanford and Northwestern and Vanderbilt look bad. All three of those programs look really bad now. Um, it's very, very unfortunate <clears throat> for them. In fact, Duke is the only one of that, the, the, the trifecta that we look at that are, um, graveyards for, for college football coaches. Duke's the only one that's doing a pretty good job. Look, and, and you got to consider that, that. Stanford has played one less fewer games than everyone else. They're, they're playing really bad, really poorly. Arizona State moved the football well against USC in the first half, but before being locked up in the second half. Emory Jones found some rhythm uh, there for a bit. It looks like a lost season for them. Um, not many positives we can take away to focus on in this game. Um, Cal, um, you know, they. If you look at it, um, they had a chance to take a step this past week against Washington State. I didn't think they were going to beat Washington State. Um, they could have started the season 4-1 and one for just the second time in the last seven years, but it came out very flat. They punted on seven of the first eight possessions. This Washington State defense is better than people might know. Uh, you think, you know, Mike Leach, and they, they play much better defense. Um for those possessions, saw the offense go three and out. They mustered only nine points. They gave up four sacks. They were beaten at the line of scrimmage. They were beaten up physically. Disappointed in Oregon State's play. Their turnovers. They're a better team than this. Um, you're not going to overcome four turnovers in the game. Oregon State um, has tested this theory twice and failed miserably twice. Um, Johnson Smith has a quarterback crisis on his hands midway through uh, this season. Um, you know, you got Chance Nolan has thrown six picks in the last 28 attempts. He exited the Utah game with a neck injury. They got they lost back-to-back games, and they can't afford another poor performance against Stanford. I think they get back on track more on that later in the week, but they are not playing poorly. They've taken a, a quite a bit of a downturn since the start of the season, which is pretty good. Arizona, look, I'm you know beating Colorado doesn't say much. They're not very good. Uh, quarterback Jaden Delora uh, did a, had a really good game. Um, most yards by any Arizona team in in, in history. So that's great. Um, that says a lot about Colorado. They play Oregon this week. And I think if they play their best game, they'll still get blown out. They're not a very good team. I'm not buying it. But that's just how bad Colorado is. Now let's get in to the to the good teams. I think Washington State's playing very well. The defensive front is nasty. They are playing good football. They had seven tackles for loss, four sacks, and as mentioned above, shut down California's offense for most of the day. They technically drop a spot this week, but only because one team who was artificially low proved a a deserving top five spot. Washington, uh, look, there's no question 
that was a tough loss. They got steamrolled by UCLA. And UCLA, it's an example when we look at things and say, UCLA played nobody and looked bad against nobody, even though they won. You think they're going to get steamrolled by Washington. Wasn't the case. Um, Washington had to go on the road. UCLA played with intensity. Now, UCLA, can you do it with some level of consistency? It was the first road game under a new staff. A lot of newness there. Uh, Friday night game. Look, all of those things are circumstances you got to deal with. Uh, but the defense looked awful. And it looked like it was going through the motions. And uh, I thought that Michael Penix regained some composure and got the team back within striking range in the second half. But they just dug themselves a big hole early. They weren't ready to play. They looked completely lost. They looked uh, tempo-less against UCLA. It was really, really a, a poor job. I got to hand it to UCLA. I don't want to throw bouquets too much because I want to see if they can do it consistently more on that in a second. They just let inferior teams hang around a bit too long. And it just looked like it was setting up for, okay, you're going to get, you're going to get a dose of reality. But on Friday night, it was an impressive performance. Dorian Thompson Robinson, as I said, to lead off the show was outstanding. He played the game of his life. He's been there a long time. Chips got him doing it the way he wants to. They're controlling the negatives on the defensive side of the ball. They're pretty good in yards per carry allowed. The defense has been pretty good. A lot of that is weak competition. Not this past week, though. On offense, uh, they're 13 in yards per play uh, in gain because they've allowed the fewest tackles for losses. So they've been pretty good in that regard. Again, weak schedule into this past week. Let's see what you can do going forward in the conference play. I'm excited what UCLA might be. Not certain yet. Utah, I know what they are. They've won four straight by 21 points or more. They're going to still kick themselves for the Florida game, a game they probably should have won in the offseason. The defense said it thought it could be better than the one Utah put on a year ago. It looks like a really good team, given the losses um, of Mika Tafuna and Devin Lloyd. But I'm going to tell you, even losing those guys to the NFL, this is really good-looking defense. And, boy, as this team every year, you study Utah, I do, they get better as the year goes along. It is the best coach team within this league year in and year out. Uh, no questions about it. Oregon is back to playing good ball. Penalty concerns. It's the biggest problem I have. They're red hot, though. They just beat Stanford. The offense can hurt you in a number of ways. You see this coaching staff starting to come together a little bit. It's got one of the more uh, efficient running games in college football. Bo Nix has been very good since the Georgia game for the most part. Bucky Irving is one of the better running backs in the conference. Uh, the offensive line um, is, is really good, probably the best in the league right now. They've got impressive wins at home with BYU and on the road against Washington State. They're getting better every week. Um, so let's see. Um, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. USC, um, obviously, it clamped down in the second half against Arizona State. Uh, you've got some weak teams in the bottom of this league. There's no question. you got some gimme wins. So it's, it's – Tough as this league and competitive as this league can be playing an extra game, um, you gotta you gotta clean up on those games. The defense, um, you know, 
is still, to me, a concern. I still think good teams can run against them. I think they play with a lead so their pass rush can tee off. And, you know, I, I think it was, you know, Caleb Williams' performance. Um, I'm not worried about what happened against Oregon State. And, you know, they're producing a lot of offense and touchdowns and Jordan Addison. I think they're going to be a really good offense all year long. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But I do think that this defense is still not playoff caliber. Could they win the conference? Look, they still got uh, they got Oregon. They're going to have to go through at some point. And there's some teams that are still pretty good. The league is intriguing in that you're dealing with some pretty good teams. Again, uh, look, you've got Colorado bad. Stanford's bad. Arizona State's bad. Um, I, don't, I don't think Arizona's very good. Cal can be tough. Oregon State, if they don't turn over, can be tough. And if Chance Nolan is back, Washington State is good. Washington is good. UCLA is good. Utah is good. Oregon is good. I mean, if you're USC and you look at their schedule, it's not going to. It's going to be a difficult challenge. As I said earlier, uh, a more difficult challenge to get through that league uh, than say Clemson. So they've got um, coming up. Washington State, which is going to be really big, then go to Utah. Those are two games that are big-time challenges. At Arizona, Cal, Colorado are easy games. So they win those three. Then you got UCLA at the end of the year. So I think the next two weeks are going to be pivotal. And then um, at UCLA at the end of the year, we'll see what the Bruins have at this point. So I think it is possible that UCLA runs the table but then they'll get into the, um, the Pac-12 championship game, perhaps, and have to get through uh, maybe an Oregon. Um, it's going to be a difficult challenge with their defense being a little suspect. But they're really good um, and explosive on offense. Hey, you want more detailed film room breakdowns of all the Pac-12 teams, all the teams, and all the other conferences? Head on over to LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our football season sale and get the best football information, uh, as well as analysis from a coaching and scouting perspective over at LandryFootball.com. Also, we'd like to ask for you to subscribe to, uh, for free to Pac-12 Football and Beyond, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, like, and share Pac-12 Football and Beyond. Also sign up for the Landry Football Podcast Network. That'll get all of our football shows with all of our conferences, including all the NFL games. And we'd ask for you to sign up for Off the Hook Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, and share that as well. Hey, we'll see you over at the website. We're going to break down all the games for this weekend coming up. So make sure that you check it out uh, here on the later week edition of Pac-12 Football and Beyond. Have a great one, everybody. Talk soon.